Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. Tanis Esther. Tonight, the holiday of Purim. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Sa'ora, 
Then to 
David Goldberg reporting, sir. Yes, Private. What is it? Well, Major, it's like this. I heard you needed a person for a mission impossible, and here I am. Well, good boy, Goldberg. This is a dangerous and top-secret assignment. Now, first, you'll take a jet. You'll fly at 30,000 feet, and then you'll parachute out over enemy territory. 
I'll take a jet and I'll fly it at 30,000 feet and I'll parachute out. Major, don't worry about a thing. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. Hmm, well, I suppose we can get you there by boat. Now, when you get to the enemy campsite, you'll steal one of their camels and ride due east 41 miles to the bridge. Let us review. When I get to the enemy campsite, I'll steal a camel and ride him due east 41 miles to the bridge. Major, don't worry about a thing. It'll never take place. I'm frightened of animals. All right, Goldberg, uh, you'll walk to the bridge. Now, when you get there, you'll take the 100 pounds of high-explosive TNT, you'll tie it on your back, then you'll tie yourself to one of the main beams under the bridge, and when the enemy tanks are crossing, you'll blow up the bridge. Aha! Now that's a plan. I'll tie the 100 pounds of TNT on my back, then I'll tie myself to the bridge, and when the tanks come, boom! Don't you worry, Major. And I'm not gonna worry either, because I'm not going to do it. From the boom alone, I get such a migraine. Private, Private, I, I just don't understand you. You're afraid to fly, you're frightened of animals, you're terrified of high explosives. Why did you come in here in response to my request for a volunteer? Major, I came to tell you that on me, you shouldn't depend. Tannis Esther morning, JM in the AM. Getting ready for Purim 5778. How do you like that? Unbelievable. As time keeps marching on. Uh, Alan Nisim, that was Ethan Leifer and Shalshelis Jr. Before that, your Achmiel begun Miami boys with Alan Nisim. Paul Zims, I love the day of Purim. Moshe Shur had Ishi Hudi. Benahapochu, Avrami Flam, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning and an easy fast on this Wednesday on this Tanis Hester, final day of February to 13th of Adar, of course. 41 degrees, partly cloudy here in New York with a high of 60. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 46. Tomorrow, looks like some rain for Purim afternoon in this area with a high temperature of 56 degrees. Yushalayim is at 58. We're at 41 here in New York City as we say good morning at the JM and the AM. We are... Um, just over two days away from Yeshiva University's first appearance in March Madness. In this case, in the uh, March Madness that we know as um, as Division Three basketball and the Division Three uh, tournament, they'll be at York, Pennsylvania, one o'clock Friday. Wishing the Yeshiva University Maccabees a lot of luck in their first round match. We will be uh, watching very, very closely, that is for sure. As they uh, deal with Tanis Esther today, Purim tomorrow, and Shabbos on Friday. <laughs> I'll tell you, it is pretty amazing. Uh, and all the press coverage, the, the, the team, the coach, the guys... Everybody is just um, handling this so well and speaking about how the how the um, responsibility 
is not just to represent their school, but represent the entire Jewish people. It is really amazing. Kolaka vote to the YU Max. More coming up. It's Tanis Esther morning. It's JM in the AM.
See what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Shapiro, unless you deposit $10,000 in small bills in a paper bag under the old hollow tree in a vacant lot on the corner at midnight tomorrow, we will kidnap your wife. Sincerely yours, your kidnappers. <laughs> Boy, some tough cookies. <laughs> I better write them a note back immediately. Let me see. Pencil, paper. Dear kidnappers, your rack of this date received. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
I am writing to tell you I do not have $10,000. But please keep in touch. Your proposition interests me. <laughs> the kidnapping. One of the great odd dark comedy segments. It's Tannis Esther morning here at JM in the AM as um, we get closer and closer to Purim, which begins tonight. Wishing everybody a happy Purim, a Freilichen Purim. You heard Avrami Flam with the Purim medley. Sandy Shmueli had Yassis. Kaparo was done by Avramel. That's Avram Fried. 41 degrees, partly cloudy. High temperature of 60. Reminder, the Chabad of Canarsie and Starrett City uh, invite you to a Purim feast. Come celebrate the holiday of Purim and have all four mitzvos in one location. Hmm. Uh, festive hot Chinese buffet. I guess that would be the Suda. The Megillah reading, the charity to the poor, and Bishloach Manot in a mug. Thursday tomorrow, 5 p.m. at the Young Israel of Canarsie, 1265 East 108th Street. There'll be a musical entertainer, arts and crafts, desserts. There is no charge. Bring your friends. That's Chabad of Canarsie in Starrett City for Purim Day. Reminder, this coming Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday, Chazday Soul to Soul presents the one and only Mordechai Ben David. This Sunday at the Wingate Auditorium, 600 Kingston Avenue, between Winthrop and Rutland in uh, Crown Heights. It starts at 7 p.m. this coming Sunday night. You can get tickets at Judaica World on Kingston Avenue. You can get tickets by dialing 347-688-SOUL. You can get tickets at jewishtickets.com. That's jewishtickets.com. And they still have sponsorship opportunities. They have premium seats. Uh, you can check them out online at jewishtickets.com or call 347-688-SOUL. Again, that is Mordechai Ben David, 7 p.m. This coming Sunday night, March the 4th, in Brooklyn, New York. All right, so get ready to enjoy that. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Tomorrow, Mayor Weingarten is in. After he concludes JM and the AM, it'll be a full day, literally. A full day of incredible Purim selections so that you can uh, enjoy your Purim day and treat your guests, treat the people who are coming to your Purim Suda to a wonderful and incredible Purim experience. Make sure to be tuned into the Nachum Siegel Network all through Purim Day tomorrow, starting right after JM in the AM. Enjoy all the great music and all the great fun. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday. Tanis Esther follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam the Galitzal Hashash Time. Kanehud Graf in Mashekoreachshav. Drama Politit Bemeritz. יושבת ראש המפלגה זהבה גלאון וחבר הכנסת אילן גילאון הודיעו על הסרת מועמדותם במרוץ לראשות מרץ. זהבה גלאון אמרה ליעל דן, שילמתי את המחיר על פתיחת הבחירות המוקדמות במרץ. 
אני אמרתי לא אחת שיכול להיות שאני אצטרך לשלם את המחיר על המאבק הזה. כשהבנתי שהחברים שלי במרץ מסתפקים בפתיחת השורות, אז אמרתי, זהבה, תעצרי. וקחי בחשבון שיכול להיות שאי אפשר להשלים את כל המהלך הזה. אני בחיים הפוליטיים הייתי אהיה כל חיי כנראה. כתבנו מיכאל האוזר טוב מציין כי כעת חברת הכנסת תמר זנדברג מסתמנת כמועמדת המובילה במרוץ. פרסום ראשון לחץ ישראלי הוא שהוביל את הרשות הפלסטינית לממן את החזרת החשמל לעזה. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. ביוני שעבר אבו מאזן הפחית בשליש את מימון החשמל שקונה הרצועה מישראל כאמצעי לחץ על חמאס. בעקבות זאת ירד מספר שעות האספקה לאזרח בעזה לשלוש עד חמש ביממה. ישראל תבעה מאבו מאזן להשיב את הסכום, ואם לא יעשה כך, היא איימה לממן בעצמה ולגרוע את הסכום מכספי הרשות המועברים לרשות. היועץ האסטרטגי אלי קמיר, החשוד בתיווך לשוחד בתיק 4000, שוחרר למעצר בית של שבוע. כתבתנו הדס שטייף. חוקרי המשטרה ביקשו לשלוח את אלי קמיר למעצר בית בן עשרה ימים. עורך דינו טענה בבית המשפט כי להבדיל מהחשודים האחרים, אלי קמיר לא חשוד בשיבוש, הוא עצור מאז יום שני שעבר ובעל עסק עצמאי. על כן ביקשה עורך דינו לקצר את ימי המעצר שדרשה המשטרה. בתום הדיון שר הביטחון אביגדור ליברמן מאשים את מפלגת יהדות התורה בסחיטה באיומים לאחר שאיימו שלא יתמכו בתקציב המדינה עד שחוק הגיוס יאושר. כתבנו נתנאל דרשן. שר הביטחון ליברמן צייץ בטוויטר חוק הגיוס הוא חוק השתמטות. החלטת יהדות התורה היא לא פחות מסחיטה באיומים. ישראל ביתנו לא תיכנע לה. מוקדם יותר היום הודיע יושב ראש יהדות התורה סגן השר ליצמן שמפלגתו לא תתמוך באישור התקציב כל עוד לא יעבור החוק שיסדיר הענקת פטור מגיוס לאברכים חרדים. הרב עמיחי גורדין, ראש ישיבת הר עציון, מגיב לפרסום בגלי צה"ל לפיו סירבו חיילים דתיים לצאת לקורס מפקדי טנקים בשל שילוב נשים. גורדין אמר, בחנו את התנאים בקורס ומצאנו שהם מאפשרים קיום אורח חיים דתי. אין בעיה לחיילים דתיים לצאת לקורס מת"קים. כל רבני הישיבות הסדר והרבנים שמעורבים בכל הנושא של השירות המשותף מסכימים לזה. מצה"ל נמסר לכתבנו צחי דבוש שהביא את הפרטים לראשונה, אין תופעה כזו כלל. אף אחד בחטיבת השריון 188 לא סירב לפקד בשל סיבה זו. ומזג האוויר היום ומחר, עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך יותם לחובסקי. Shehudi Hayab Shushanabiyah Shehudi Hayab Shushanabiyah 
Madam, I am a doctor. Oh, doctor, have I got a daughter for you? J.M. J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> Wednesday morning, it's Tannis Esther. Tonight, the holiday of Purim, of course. Everyone looking forward to the big celebration. Tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Shushan Purim Friday. 
Don't forget, right after JM and the AM tomorrow, Mayor Weingarten's going to be hosting JM and the AM right after JM and the AM tomorrow. <clears throat> Make sure to keep it at the Nachum Single Network all day long. <clears throat> Phenomenal Purim selections, great Purim spirit. The perfect way to uh, entertain your family and friends throughout the day of Purim. No matter what you're doing, preparing Mishloch Monos, preparing for the Purim Suda, Whatever the case may be, you make sure to be tuned in to the Nahum Siegel Network. It'll be an amazing and incredible day of celebration and wonderful music, and you won't want to miss it. Just keep it on all day. Simple as that. And trust me, you'll be glad you did. Hey, this coming Friday morning, don't forget the NCSY Shushan Purim raffle is going to be announced. Many of you are aware of the fact that uh, NCSY summer programs has an incredible raffle where you win your choice of $5,000, two tickets to Israel, free NCSY summer program of your choice. Uh, when you have a ticket to the NCSY raffle, you're entered to win one of three prizes, two tickets, $500 Visa gift card, free NCSY summer program, or $5,000. That's how it works. Uh, purchase your tickets today. Go to summer at ncsy.org, summer at ncsy.org, and um, pay careful attention to all the email blasts. A lot of them are going out over the next day or two before Friday's drawing, and we'll draw the winner in the 8 o'clock hour this coming Friday and announce that winner on the air. Speaking of announcements, I see that... Um, I see that um, the Miami Boys Choir and Avram Fried and Mordechai Shapiro have made quite an announcement. Chol Hamoed Monday night. They'll be at the King's Theater on Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. Miami, Fried, and Shapiro. King's Theater in Brooklyn, Monday night, Chol Hamoed. Obviously, we'll talk more about this as we get closer to it. But that announcement has been made. That information has been released. And that is quite a show for Monday Night Cholamoid in Brooklyn, New York. Reminder that a week from Sunday, the North American Aliyah Fairs, we call it the Mega, to enable prospective Olim to personally interface with Nefesh Benefesh employees and relevant vendors in the Aliyah process and prepare themselves as best as possible for their upcoming move to Israel. It's all happening at John Jay College in New York City. The Mega Aliyah Fair happens on the 11th of March. The 11th of March. The event has grown to, accom <clears throat> to accommodate nearly 2,000 people. Um, in the year 2017, just under 4,000 North American Old Im fulfilled their Aliyah dreams through Nefesh Benefesh. And those of you out there who would love to explore the possibility of moving to Israel. Make sure to be in Manhattan on March 11th at John Jay College in New York City so that uh, you can get all the information and find out what's going on. There's also a medical professional seminar that day providing the opportunity to meet with top representatives from the Israeli Ministry of Health Licensing Division, the Israeli Medical Association, and Israeli Health Funds. So those of you out there who are... Um, 
who are can who are in the medical field and are considering a move to Israel. That's a wonderful addition. They have this medical seminar going on all through the day, which you'll be able to check out and enjoy. So nbn.org.il, the information for the mega event in Manhattan on March 11th, nbn.org.il. Again, that's nbn.org.il. You know, we talk about safety. <coughs> Excuse me. We talk about safety on Purim. Yesterday, Harry Rothenberg was with us from the Rothenberg Law Firm. And I remind you, after that conversation yesterday, that there are so many necessary precautions to be taken when it comes to the Purim celebrations, especially in regard to driving. Many of them obvious, but need to be restated constantly. Keep the keys away from those who are unable to drive responsibly. Um, yesterday, we had the opportunity to explore some of the legal aspects of all of this, and it, and it is completely forbidden, completely forbidden to give a minor anything to drink, even if you're in shul, even if you're at a Purim celebration. And uh, we encourage, just like many parents and the leaders in our community have already done, we encourage people to set very strict guidelines for tonight and tomorrow, and let's make this the safest Purim possible. And I want to thank Harry Rothenberg for joining me yesterday from the Rothenberg Law Firm to go through some of the things that um, sometimes are forgotten, like the legal responsibilities for somebody who makes the ridiculous mistake of giving wine to a minor or facilitating someone to uh, to, to go ahead and drive under... Uh, Ridiculous circumstances. Not sure how else how to put it. Uh, so keep that in mind as we get ready for tonight's Purim celebrations. Believe you me, it'll go a long way in making this Bezrat Hashem the safest and most joyous of Purim holidays. We will get to um, a morning chizuk, Rabbi Goldwasser, and uh, much, much more coming up. Keep it here for a moment at JM in the AM.
Comes from 613, they're Al Hanisim, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanish Basar of Zebin of and Esther Basar of Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in the Megillah, Vatoymer Esther, Ish Tsarva Oyev Hamon Harahazeh, that Hamon is our enemy. Om Rabbi Lazar, we learn in Mesech the Megillah that originally Esther was pointing in the direction of Achashverosh. A Malach came, hit her on the hand, and directed her hand towards Haman. The Vilna Goin asked an interesting question. The whole reason that Esther had made this suda and invited Achashverosh and Haman was to find Chain in the eyes of Achashverosh, so eventually he would be mevatel, the gezer of Haman. He would annul the decree of Haman. How can we understand that in the middle of the Suda, she intended to point her finger at Achashverosh and call him the Rasha, call him the evil one, she would provoke him and remove any hope of being helped by Achashverosh. Certainly, with all the preparations that were made, Esther had achieved that shasa kosher, the charm time, that moment when Achashverosh wanted to know who is this person that is causing her all this trouble and wanted to punish that person. All she had to do at that moment was to talk about Haman and tell exactly what he had done. That would be the end of the story. So why specifically at this time did she point at Achashverosh and possibly lose all the benefit of what she had achieved? The Vilnagon explained this by referring to the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. We learned that Nehemiah was the minister in charge of bringing the wine to the Melech Pras. Part of his job was to drink a little bit of the wine to ensure that it had not been poisoned. One day, Nehemiah came in and his face was sad. He had never before appeared before the king with a downcast face. The king asked him why he was downcast. He thought that perhaps there was evil in his heart. Nehemiah replied, Long live the king. I am saddened this day because the city of my ancestors' graves is in ruin and its gates are consumed by fire. The king asked, What is your request? Nehemiah continues, it's explained that actually he was praying before Hashem, even though he was talking to an earthly king. The same was with Esther Hamalka. She stood in front of Achashverosh, but she was actually talking to the Melech Malche Amlochim, the king of kings. Achashverosh thought that she was talking to him. She was trying to inspire divine mercy. So when she was talking about the evil and turned to Hashem, she prayed to be saved from Achashverosh. Because in truth, it was Achashverosh who had the power to pass the evil decrees and not Haman. Esther was so shaku and tefillah, so completely immersed in prayer, that she forgot 
in front of whom she was physically standing. So when Achashverosh asked her, Mihu who? Who is this one who is so evil? She instinctively pointed directly at Achashverosh because he was the one that was responsible for the decree. However, when the Malach came and moved her hand in order that she should point at Haman, Esther realized that her hand was being moved min hashamayim from the heavens and that she must say it was Haman and not Achashverosh. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM Wednesday on this Tanis Esther morning. Wishing everybody a very happy Purim. We get closer and closer to the holiday as it approaches this evening. Everyone make it a safe and wonderful Purim. Rabbi David Kupchik is with us live via telephone. We know him, of course, as the Menahel <coughs> out at the Hafter School on Long Island, but he has been introduced to us in a different capacity. Kav Lenoar is a family center that provides behavioral and emotional rehabilitative services to families in Israel with adolescents at risk. Kav Lenoar is confronting the challenges of adolescents by implementing a holistic family systems model of intervention that's empowering many hundreds of families to engage their teens and strive for healthy and stable relationships. Their guiding philosophy is to provide gentle interventions that produce powerful results. They've been doing this for over a decade under the name Kavla Noar, and uh, Rabbi Kupchik is uh, participating in a team that is uh, running in the Jerusalem Marathon on the uh, 9th of March uh, that is going to be supporting Kavla Noar. And um, in addition to all of this, because of the name of the team, we have found out that rabbis can run. Because you could look up the team at rabbiscanrun.org. Rabbi David Kupchik, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Good morning, Nachum. So rabbis can run, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I could talk to you from uh, uh, early days in Camp Marashah. The running started with the uh, Malinsky Marathon. <laughs> and now we're up to this, huh? the Jerusalem Marathon. And now we're up to the Jerusalem Marathon. <laughs> well, uh, what came first? Did, did, did the Rabbis Can Run group form first, or did Kavla Noar form first? There's a wonderful organization and an administration uh, over at uh, Kavla Noar that is really putting the two uh, together. And uh, they have created a uh, fun uh, way for rabbis to both run and get involved in this very meaningful organization. So you, as rabbis can run, have run for other causes in the past? Uh, I have been slightly involved in, in other uh, experiences in the past, but this is uh, the, the first time uh, that I have dedicated uh, such a uh, time and resources uh, to, to, this, uh, to running and to this organization. What struck you about the organization? Why this one? So... It, uh, I would say it, it, all, it all came in once. Uh, an email popped up uh, on my computer over the summer, and uh, it said, uh, and it caught my attention when it said, how would you like to be in shape, be part of a great, worthy organization, raise tzedakah, run in the Jerusalem Marathon, be part of 30,000 other Jews running in Yerushalayim. It's a win, win, win on, on all of those bullets. And um, and how did you learn about the organization? I mean, at what point did you realize it's such a good cause? 
This, uh, this started actually last year. Uh, Kavla Noar uh, started last, with last year's marathon with uh, three rabbis. Mm. And uh, this is a uh, creative way for rabbis to raise awareness of the organization uh, with their uh, congregants and Balabatim. And uh, it has now increased uh, to uh, 10 rabbis across the United States. Uh, being involved uh, in this year's uh, marathon. And everybody's heading to Jerusalem next week, huh? Yeah, B'liai and Hora. We are all uh, making the appropriate arrangements, and uh, we are looking forward to uh, meeting uh, together. Unbelievable. RabbisCanRun.org is a project of Kavla Noar. They're going to be heading to Jerusalem to participate in the Jerusalem Marathon to raise money for the organization. But, but back to my other point. I mean, look, there are a lot of great organizations that are doing a lot of great things with Jewish youth, what have you learned about this one that's so unique? Okay, this is also right up the alley uh, with w- what uh, both uh, rabbis and uh, educators uh, believe in and are involved in uh, throughout the year uh, in our congregations, in our schools here in America. And uh, yet, as we uh, live with Libiba uh, Mizrach, and we uh, want to uh, very much be part of the growth of Eretz Israel. Uh, so this organization is based in Yerushalayim. Uh, it was started by uh, Rani Wachtel, who made Aliyah uh, a number of years ago and has a great experience here in America as a school psychologist and now has taken his talents uh, and is helping families uh, in Israel. And uh, it's right in line with uh, what we do here on a daily basis. And... Uh, now, if we could also help uh, this specific and particular organization do this kind of work in Israel, matovo manayim. That's for sure. All right. Uh, the race is on, as they say, and everybody's encouraged to support the work of Kavla Noar by going to rabbiscanrun.org. The race, the Jerusalem Marathon, is nine and a half days away. When you go to the site, you'll see what I see, which is the list of rabbis who have made this commitment and whom you could sponsor uh, during the Jerusalem Marathon on the 9th of March. For instance, Rabbi Ephraim Epstein, Rabbi Moshe Hauer, Rabbi Eliezer Hirsch, Rabbi Nachum Wachtel, Rabbi Benjamin Marwick, Rabbi Ronnie Schwartzberg, Rabbi Avram Rothman, Rabbi Ilan Feldman, Rabbi David Kupchik, our guest on the phone, Rabbi Shanan Gelman. You have some very some very prominent names, Rabbi Kupchik, among this group. You're running with a lot of interesting colleagues. Yeah, I, th- I, I think we have to uh, make sure we don't get distracted by our conversations. and <laughs> <laughs> Run through Jerusalem and notice the other 30,000 people, huh? <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be engrossed in dialogue with the other rabbis. Well, uh, everybody out there is encouraged to support the organization. Kavla Noah, as we said, provides behavioral and emotional rehabilitative services to families in Israel with adolescents at risk. They are doing great work. These 10 rabbis and a lot of other people recognize that. And if you are a rabbi, by the way, you could already apply for 2019 at rabbiscanrun.org and participate in all of this. We don't always look at our rabbis, not all of them, as the healthiest and strongest in our community, Rabbi Kupchik. Has this uh, process, in fact, made you healthier and stronger? Uh, w- without a doubt, Nachum, uh, real Hakarat uh, Hatov to this organization, uh, who not only uh, has put us on a uh, running schedule uh, so that uh, we pace ourselves, uh, but they also have uh, guidance on the, the, the nutritional level as well, wow. uh, and how and how that the two comes together. 
and how our overall uh, uh, habits on a daily basis and uh, the importance of uh, exercise uh, have to all come together. And uh, it reminds me uh, of those uh, wonderful days when, uh, when being in shape came naturally, and now <laughs> this is uh, 100% putting me back on track. <laughs> Rabbi David Kupchik is with us. Uh, you know, I- I'm amazed, frankly, in all seriousness. You know, it's a really difficult time of year schedule-wise. Rabbis are very busy this time of year. And yet you have an amazing group that's grown, as you said, to 10. And who knows? Maybe it's going to get larger and larger now that uh, the, min- the first minion has been formed for rabbiscanrun.org. Uh, have you, learned- you must have learned a lot about yourself as you're training through this process, especially uh, learning that you actually could do things you probably thought you couldn't do anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think the best way that a rabbi could also say it is that uh, – you know, m- m- many rabbinim also uh, try to dedicate uh, time for daily learning. We call it kavei itim. Right. Whether it's involved in maybe even a dafyomi, and there's this feeling that if someone is involved in the dafyomi, that you-, you don't go to sleep at night uh, without without learning. Uh, on a similar level, uh, once this commitment has been made uh, to preparing for this race, uh, just as an example, uh, I came home late last night and. Uh, and uh, 11 o'clock, I was out there, you know, running the streets of West Hempstead, Long Island, preparing, wow. uh, you know, for this race. So when it, it teaches you that uh, when you accept upon yourself a, a commitment, uh, you know, there's a will, there's a way. Does the uh, city of West Hempstead have the same type of hills as the city of Jerusalem? It's a great, it's a great concern. Uh, people have, my neighbors have tipped me off. That, <laughs> and so I'm trying to find the streets with more hills. <laughs> That's the way to do it, huh? You don't look for the flatlands of Jerusalem. You go ahead and look for more hills in West Hempstead. Uh, you can support Rabbi David Kupchik at the rabbiscanrun.org uh, uh, segment of Kav Lanoar as they get ready for the Jerusalem Marathon. Go to rabbiscanrun.org, rabbiscanrun.org. You can also go to kavlanoar.org, K-A-V-L-N-O-A-R.org. Learn more about the organization and support their work as all these rabbis are getting ready to experience Jerusalem with 30,000 other runners and uh, by supporting this amazing organization. Um, could you uh, give us, uh, in conclusion, Rabbi Kupchik, uh, I don't know, a, a story or something uh, special about Kavla Noah and the work that they're doing to remind our listeners why this is such a great cause? Uh, Kav- Kavla Noah uh, has now uh, become uh, so popular that the average uh, five referrals a day for uh, different uh, teenagers and families uh, who, who are looking uh, for uh, guidance. Uh, in particular, uh, they, they receive um, feedback also almost on a daily basis of uh, families, one in particular, uh, thanking the organization for helping their bar mitzvah child, uh, who they were concerned would he uh, be able to as they say, make it for his aliyah, you know, on his bar mitzvah Man. day. And uh, they've worked with this uh, particular child now for two years uh, with their mentoring program and uh, literally holding the hands of all the family members as well through the process. And, uh, and they, they just have tremendous hakaratov to this uh, organization. Uh, and that's just one example now of the many. They're based in Yerushalayim. There's requests that they should spread out throughout the country. Um, they have uh, their reputation 
uh, is spreading like wildfire. Oh, well, there you go. All right, Rabbi David Kupchik, he's the Menahel out in Hafter. He's part of rabbiscanrun.org, and of course they are supporting Kavla Noar during the Jerusalem Marathon. Go to the website, Kavla Noar, K-A-V-L-N-O-A-R.org, or even more easier, uh, and an opportunity to support Rabbi Kupchik and his colleagues directly, rabbiscanrun.org. Wishing you a happy Purim and good luck in Yerushalayim. Thank you so much, Nachum, for all the support. A pleasure. Rabbi David Kupchik, on this Tanis Esther morning, you are listening to JM in the AM.
Entitled Greatest Purim Hits of Remy Flam on this Tanis Esther morning at JM in the AM. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Uh, one of our favorite guests, uh, frankly, is with us live via telephone. 
He is somebody who has uh, built institutions. He is somebody who has uh, made a, a tremendous impact wherever he has gone in the Jewish world. And um, for us, he is somebody who has enthusiastically and with tremendous pride uh, supported and um, continues to um, value the work that we do on a daily basis here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I'm referring to Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander. Rabbi Brander is president-elect and Rosh HaYeshiva of the Artura Stone Network of Educational Institutions and Social Action Programs, succeeding our beloved Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Riskin. Until January, till last month, Rabbi Brander was vice president for university and community life at Yeshiva up at YU and taught rabbinics at REITs. He focused on improving all aspects of the student life experience personal and virtual engagement with Jewish communities around the world, upgrading the graduate program of advanced Talmud studies for women and restructuring YU's Israel-based initiatives to empower greater impact on Israeli society. Before becoming vice president, served as the inaugural David Mitzner Dean of Yeshiva University Center for the Jewish Future. He had many, many goals going into YU, and uh, those of us who have been watching closely, know just how many he accomplished. It's been a tremendous run, and now the beneficiaries of Ari Brander's leadership will be Oratora um, uh, Stone and, of course, the entire Jewish world. Rabbi Kenneth Brander, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's uh, always a pleasure to, to be on the Nachum Siegel Network, and I always feel uh, warm and welcomed. Well, by you, and I look forward to continuing that relationship. You should feel that way because uh, we love giving you a warm reception and a welcoming one, and I look forward to you actually visiting us in the near future if your schedule will ever allow it. Because as we know, Rabbi Brander, you are now on one of those whirlwind schedules as you make this transition to Artura Stone, spending a good amount of time in Israel, but obviously still with very strong ties here in the U.S. How has the transition gone until this point? The transition, the transition has been really uh, wondrous and excellent. Uh, you know, Robert Riskin has been extremely accommodating, and uh, I think he is more. He, I think he's more eager to move this transition al- along than I am. Um, <laughs> he's uh, really looking forward to uh, a sabbatical and uh, focusing on writing and teaching. Um, I'm telling him, you know, let's slow it down a little bit. But uh, it's been uh, unbelievable over the past, um, well, I've only been doing it for 28 days. But in the past 28 days, I've tried to meet with some of the leadership of Ortora Stone and meeting with students and alumni just to get an understanding, working to develop some of the administrative components. And I have to tell you, Nachum, in, in the past 28 days, I've been Welcome to Ortora Stone with some uh, wonderful news. Uh, we've received uh, multiple grants from the State of Israel to do and to expand our work. And please, God, um, uh, right after Purim, I will be uh, in Zurich uh, for the uh, Strauss Amiel and Baron Amiel conference. We're going to be, I'm going to have the privilege of studying with 56 uh, current rabbis and rebbitzins. Uh, who are serving our people uh, throughout Europe, uh, the United Kingdom, as well as Germany and Spain and uh, Poland and, and uh, Denmark and Turkey and Serbia and, wow. you know, Jews all over Europe uh, who need 
leadership and guidance and Rabbi Riskin, Rabbi Stav, and myself uh, under the leadership of Rabbi Birnbaum, who's in charge of the Amiel uh, institutions. Um, we're going to be learning together with them for three days. So uh, what better opportunity in, than in the past 28 days of being able to learn with uh, rabbis in Zurich? Uh, I had the privilege of meeting uh, the defense minister. Uh, he uh, invited himself uh, over to Midrash at Lindenbaum to spend some time there. We can discuss that a little bit. Oh, for and- sure. I, you know, in this era now in 2018, it's so interesting that you that we start with this point. Um, we always look to the diaspora supporting Israel. Now, of course, we know that that switch has clearly taken place over the last 10 years, and now it's more that in Israel we look for Israel to support what's going on in the diaspora. With that in mind, is this type of grant uh, a new development? Is this is this unique, or it's simply building on what Ortura Stone has done in the past, and they've always had an impact on worldwide jury, jury outside of Israel? Well, I think I think Ortara Stone, under the leadership of Rabbi Riskin, and particularly the Strauss Amiel program and the Baron Amiel program under the leadership of Rabbi Birnbaum, who's really truly uh, a rabbi to Klal Yisrael, um, I think that we've always been involved in these opportunities, but now we're expanding them. And in order to expand them properly, we've partnered with the State of Israel. Uh, the State of Israel has recently given Ortara Stone two major grants. One is a totally new grant, and that is to work with small communities under 7,000 Jews. Um, <laughs> we're going to work with 12 communities in Latin America, six communities in North America, and six communities in Europe. Have you identified the North American ones already or not? Well, no, I, mean, you know, I want to be invited again, so <laughs> I don't want to give away all of them. But uh, I want, I want we, one, I want one example. If you could give one example of a city in North America where the the uh, where Artura Stone would be welcome, but yet there's fewer than seven thousand Jews. Um, Ottawa. Oh, interesting! Wow. Um, you know, and uh, there's there's several within. You know, the North America, there's several within the United States also, but we haven't, you know, firmed up the conversations. Uh, We're in conversations, for example, with New Orleans. We're in conversations right now with West Hartford Hmm. um, that fits under that category. So um, we're in all of these conversations right now, and we'll we'll finish them off within the next uh, two weeks. And that's being run by Rabbi Ruvain Svolter, who has been a friend of mine for... I don't know, close to 30 years, um, and he's going to be the director of this, what we're calling uh, Ortara Stone Amiel Bekihila, just going into these communities. Unbelievable. Um, we're, we're supposed to go into these communities um, several times during the year with three Torah persona- three personalities. One's a senior Torah personality. One is a, uh, a person who is an artist uh, involved in art or music, um, and the third one is uh, somebody who can explain uh, and the ideals of Medina Israel. And we are also going to bring students from our six high schools um, to spend time in these institutions, because then it becomes an incubator of leadership uh, for our Israeli um, high school students as they engage with the Jewish community, and we continue to share with them that vision. Incredible. Uh, Rabbi Kenneth Brander is with us. Ortura Stone is a modern Orthodox movement shaping Jewish communities worldwide, inspired by the unique vision of its founding chancellor and Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Riskin, 
Our Torah Stone is energized by the leadership of its incoming president in Russia, Shiva, by Dr. Kenneth Brander, who's with us live via telephone, and co-chancellor Harav David Stav, whose reputation also uh, precedes him. Um, this is not the first time that you're very familiar with Rabbi Riskin's accomplishments. I mean, between uh, um, uh, between uh, Lincoln Square Synagogue and other institutions you've been involved with, you 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 know firsthand the impact he's had. Um, it, it, it is important to have a vision, and at the same time, it's important to remain grounded and to uh, you know to to get things done on a practical basis. I would assume at this point uh, you can really appreciate how he's been amazing at both. It is, I think, probably Riskin's greatest, I would say two things that are his greatest strength that I've seen in the, you know, the past 28 days, although, as you mentioned, I've known him for, uh, you know, over 30 years. Um, The first thing is the fact that he has surrounded himself with extremely talented people. Um, His, uh, the Mankal, Yinun Achiman, the the person who's really the provost, Yehuda Stauber, these are people of great talent. Um, the principals of the high schools, the Rashi Yeshiva, the Yeshiva there of the Mechinas, um, the various heads of the programs for women who are going to be serving in the Army um, after studying for two years in some locations and one year in other locations. They're all super talented young, they're all super talented people. Um, and he really has surrounded himself with, with really talented visionary uh, leaders. I think that's the first the first unbelievable component of, that I see with Rabbi Riskin. The second one is that he's really built an infrastructure that will allow Oratora Stone to really be a modern Orthodox movement uh, in its education of young people, and it's serving both um, communities in Israel. Uh, we, just, we got another grant that is allowing us to continue to interact with 35 Matnasim, which are really JCCs, uh, to work on programming, um, infusing Judaism into the larger Israeli community. And we'll interact with 300,000 Jews this year in, through that program. And so, so the second component, so sorry? So they'll be bringing in a, a Jewish educational component to an average JCC, right? Basically. Right. Pretty amazing. 35 of them. Right. Um, so, and then this, the, the second piece of that component is is really this whole transition. You know, the Rebbe Riskin knocked on my door. Um, this wasn't something I applied for, which is similar to what happened at Yeshiva University uh, when uh, President Joel came came to Boca. But Rebbe Riskin knocked on my door with Rebbe Stav and said, it's time for me to make a transition. It's time for me to, uh, you know, who who's going to succeed me. And uh, And he has really just allowed that succession to really move in a very um, unimpeded way. And and for those who are familiar with leaders and those familiar with leaders in our community, it is not always that easy. Right. And I think that's his greatness. I mean, he saw that he needed a next. Um, He moved it forward. And as the next is, is happening, he's the one making sure that there are no impediments for me to be able to get to know the institutions and to think of what's next and how to build on the platform and the legacy of Rabbi Riskin uh, for next. Boy, you must be, you, you and, and not to minimize what you've done previously, because uh, we, we've heralded the, the incredible successes you had 
at YU, but you must be coming into this with tremendous enthusiasm with a completely renewed, like, like a rookie, like a completely renewed, <laughs> like a completely renewed spirit and with a vision yourself of what this, uh, of how Artura Stone can get even bigger and even more influential. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm walking into, into this extremely excited, as you just said, uh, you know, my children paved the way, some of my children paved the way for us to make Aliyah. I have a grandson there and, uh, Two children there, uh, you know, a wonderful daughter-in-law there, and it's just an opportunity to make Aliyah something that my wife and I have uh, really hoped for all our life, and we're very risking, and this is an unbelievable opportunity. And and I think, you know, Nachum, I think the best way to, to summarize it, uh, the, the greatness of every risking, and that is uh, last week we were invited, um, the uh, defense minister, Victor Lieberman came to Ortara Stone to Lindenbaum, Madrasha Lindenbaum, um, at, at his own invitation. It's not like Ortara Stone said, hey, why don't you come? He wanted to come. Because Ortara Stone's Madrasha Lindenbaum program is really the largest uh, group of women who sit and learn and then serve in the IDF. Wow. And... There was a there was a moment that Rabbi Riskin wanted to introduce me to his successor, and he introduces me, and the introduction was uh, was an introduction that I wish my mother had heard. <laughs> um, and I realized at that one moment, as the three of us were talking with each other and spending some time, the three of us together, that that not one of us uh, was born in Medina Israel, mm. and. Um, and I just, you know, turned for a moment to Hashem, and I said, I hope that I just have some influence on the Israeli and on the world jury as these two individuals, the defense minister and River Riskin, have had, and that Kashbaruch should give me the capacity to have that type of influence. And then we sat together, and we just were introduced to a group of women who are serving in the IDF. One finished uh, 19 Masechtas. Um, her picture could not be taken, not because she finished 19 Masechtas, but she's serving in a unit that when she's in Madim, when she's in the army uniform, she's serving in a unit that it's forbidden for her to take a picture, even when the defense minister. Um, And, you know, to see 120, uh, to be introduced to 120 uh, young women who are serving in various branches of the IDF, it's just... You know, it's just an unbelievable experience. And then to watch the defense minister in the Beit Midrash have a conversation in which a, uh, one of the students asked the question, you know, do you feel that our sitting and learning Torah protects the state of Israel as much as the IDF? And to watch him talk, talk about Safra, the Saifa, uh, literally translated as the sword and the book, and the mm. Torah book, mm. and how he sees the exchange between the two. You know, there's no other place that you'll have a conversation with the defense minister about the partnership between Torah and uh, an army service than in uh, than in Eretz Israel. You know, I, he, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no, please go on. I was going to say, it's not lost on me, frankly, that we're sitting here on Erev Purim. Think, think of the difference of how Jews in the diaspora and in Eretz Israel think of how they lived and what they've uh, what they had to uh, overcome in the last 2,000 years on what we have now. We are speaking about 120 women 
who are combining Torah studies with service in the Israel Defense Forces and you you reassuring us through the story you told about the three of you that in fact the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Uh, it just it, it, sometimes we are living an experience where it's very difficult to see the forest from the trees. It's hard to understand in the context of history how miraculous a time this is. I'm sure that's part of what you felt throughout this whole process. That, that's exactly what I'm feeling. You know, when you you bring fresh eyes to the table, it's not only in how you re envision Ortura Stone, but really fresh eyes to see really the miracles. Um, you know. In this in this period of time, to paraphrase Alan Neeson, just and 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 it's not a, just 120; it's 120 per year, right. with a waiting list to get into the program. <laughs> it's a waiting list to get into the program, um, and I think you know if you want to pick up on the theme of Purim, you know the Balai Kabbalah speak about the idea that Yom Kippur is called Yom Kippurim, right. a day like Purim. And you have to understand what does that mean a day like Purim? How does it? Uh, how does Yom Kippur? You know, it's it's not really what it means in its simple uh, definition because Purim wasn't around when Yom Kippur was established by Kaddish Baruch Hu. But the idea that the Balai Kabbalah say is what is Yom Kippur about? It's about the ability to us to change our narrative and to reconnect and to create a rendezvous with Hakadosh Baruch Hu with God that has been different than in the past, and that's what Purim is. Purim was Mordechai and Esther seizing the moment and being able to transform uh, the moment. And so Yom Kippurim is that we hope that our Day of Atonement can be somewhat like Purim was, that we can change the narrative and engage with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a unique way. You look at what's happening in Medina Yisrael and its influence on the rest of world Jewry and on society in general. And you say, this is Yom Kippurim. This is like Purim. We are seizing the moment. And for those of your listeners that want to look at the Rambam in his laws of Purim and Hanukkah, you'll notice that the last statements of the Rambam in the laws of Purim is that in the time of Mashiach, it's a very controversial statement that Maimonides makes in the Mishnah Torah, that in the time of Mashiach, the... Uh, the, the books of Nach, of Nevi'im and Ketuvim, will not have as much importance other except for the book of Megillat Esther, which doesn't have God's name in, in it. Right. And everyone questions, how could the Rambam make that statement that Nach, not the Torah, but the Nach won't have as much consequence, but only Megillat Esther will? And the explanation that is given by many is the fact that Purim represents not an initiative that was only experienced by God, but that Purim represents an initiative in which you have HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have God obviously playing a role, but you also have the Jewish people playing a role. And when the Jewish people are willing to play a role in changing the destiny of, the pe- of our people and of society, that's the way you bring Mashiach. I look at Ortara Stone and I say, what a gift and what a blessing that I have the opportunity to be part of an institution that is a movement of orthodoxy that is welcoming and engaging, a movement of orthodoxy that is has 5,000 students and interacts with hundreds of thousands more, a movement that is committed to changing Israeli society and influencing the, the, the diaspora in significant ways. 
an institution that understands its responsibility also to the rest of society and to be nominated to be its head and to continue the wonderful work of so many there is uh, really an exceptional opportunity that I hope uh, I'm up for the challenge. Amazing. We know you are. He is the incoming president and Rosh Hashiva of Artura Stone, and we are looking forward to the amazing future that the uh, institution, which has had a glorious past and present, but now it has an amazing future ahead of it with Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander. Rabbi Brander, we wish you good luck next week at the conference in Zurich and uh, continuing this amazing global mission and this transition as the head of Artura Stone. And we are certainly looking forward to sharing more and more of the incredible tales of accomplishments that are coming down the road. I wish you a Chag Purim Sameach and a big Mazal Tov on this amazing position. Thank you, Nachum. And we look forward to our continued uh, relationship. And as, as the Nachum Stiegel Network is really, for all of the Jewish people, a very important way of communicating when we know which institutions, we're, which communities we're dealing with, I look forward to sharing that w- with the Jewish community through the Nachum Siegel Network. I greatly appreciate that. Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander, incoming president, Rosh Hashiva of Torah Stone, wishing him uh, the best of luck. Hatzlach Haraban, this amazing new position. A Wednesday morning broadcast on this Tanis Esther. More coming up at JM and the AM. I 
Twenty-seven years you and Sam were partners. Partners? Brothers! And after all that time, you split. What happened? No choice. There was no way out. It was kismet. <laughs> Tell me something. Would you stay partners with a man who stole from petty cash? Took postage stamps home for poison or mail? Gambled corporation funds at the racetrack? And to top it off, took cash from the company safe? Would you want a partnership with such a man? Never. Well, neither did he. What is it? <laughs> what could I do for you? This is going to sound just utterly ridiculous to you, but I'm moving, you see? And in an old coat in a trunk, I found this shoe repair ticket that must be seven or eight years old. It's for some shoes I brought in before I went into the Navy, and then I moved away from Brooklyn, and now I found this old ticket. And I know it sounds ridiculous that you would have the shoes after seven years, but I took a chance. Oh, I get it. You're that fella from Candid Camera. <laughs> no, 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 sir. Honestly, look, look, here's the ticket. Let me see it. Are you out of your mind? We haven't even used the numbers in years. Next! No, please, sir. No, no, it was a long trip here from Baltimore. I know it's ridiculous, but please... Take a look in the back. All right, all right. I'll look. I'll be right back. This is very embarrassing. But after all, they don't make shoes like they used to. How can I be foolish enough to think that after seven years that they would still... Hey, mister from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes? You're not gonna believe it. You mean you found my shoes? Was it with half-soles, leather heels, and metal tips? 
Yes, yes, that's right. It'll be ready Tuesday. <laughs> JM in the AM. Our comedy, our comedy segments for the month of Adar. In honor of the holiday of Purim, which begins tonight. Hope you're having a fast and easy fast. 8.30 in the morning here in the East on a Wednesday, Tanis Esther. Don't forget, Nefesh Benefesh has their big mega event coming up at John Jay College. That's going to be um, on the 11th of March, a week from Sunday. If you have any interest in uh, making Aliyah, I would hope all of you have at least some. You want to be at the mega event, nbn.org.il slash mega. It's at uh, John Jay College in Manhattan. We'll be there, of course, and I hope you'll be there. Uh, again, nbn.org.il slash mega. Friday, we draw the winner in the big NCSY raffle. Those of you who have purchased tickets to the uh, NCSY summer raffle, uh, Friday, Shushan Purim, we announced the winner here at JM and the AM. If you haven't uh, purchased your tickets yet, get to the uh, Summer NCSY website and uh, do so as soon as possible. You could win a uh, trip for two to Israel. You could win a $500 Visa gift card. And, of course, you could win the free NCSY summer program of your choice or $5,000. We draw that uh, Friday morning, Shushan Purim, here at JM in the AM. I want to remind everybody that the... Um, are we are we under 50 days? We are 49 days away from the Israel 70 celebration. Oh, boy. With Purim and Pesach in between. I don't want it to get lost. We have a big 70th anniversary of Israel celebration coming up, the State of Israel, um, on April the 19th. We are 49 days away. Wow. That is great. Want to remind you, as Harry Rothenberg and I reminded you yesterday, make this the safest Purim possible. The Rothenberg Law Firm went through some of the uh, legalities that you may be responsible for if you behave irresponsibly on Purim. And in addition to that, they encouraged everyone to simply make it the safest and the nicest Purim ever. Um, be careful out there and realize that you have no authority, no right. You are legally liable if you give any type of alcohol to a minor. Um, do not allow anybody, anybody to drive who's not in a position to drive. You know the rules. Let's uh, implement them sensibly and keep everybody safe and lay down the rules in your own home for what is and is not allowed at the Purim Suda. And let's make this the safest Purim possible. Tomorrow, uh, Mayor Weingarten will take care of our Purim edition of JMDM, and I thank him. And then, of course, we are follow, following JMDM with an amazing, amazing day of great Purim music on the stream on our network. Make sure to be tuned into NSN all day long. Your family, your guests, your your guests at the Suda, as you deliver Shalach Manas, everybody's going to be thrilled with the music that they'll be hearing um, all through the day tomorrow on Purim from the Nachum Siegel Network. So make sure to be tuned in. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, one half hour from now, Yoni Pollock on Bite Size presents great Purim music and Joanna Shebson's interview with Yigal Greyev of Linagen Bekef Music Camp. Yigal is from Linagen Bekef Music Camp. Joanna Shepson speaks with him during Bite Size at 11 a.m. It's the Wednesday Live No Lunch with Avrami. He'll be doing the live lunch from 11 until 1 o'clock. Tonight on Purim, the Hour of Jewish Soul with Charlie Bernhout starts at 7 p.m. It is a great Wednesday, Tanis Esther Day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up here, Schlock Rock. <laughs> Sameach um vadeach, 
הלא רק פעם בשנה אבוא להתארח לה 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 אני פורים אני פורים שמח ומבדח הלא רק פעם בשנה אבוא להתארח לה 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 מסכות רשנים, שיר וריקודים. הבה נרישה רש רש רש, הבה נרישה רש רש רש, הבה נרישה רש רש רש, ברשנים.
Micha Gammerman is Purim Medley. Wednesday morning, Tanis Esther, JMM. Hope your fast is going fast. Tomorrow, Mayor Weingarten, all day long tomorrow, amazing Purim selections. Friday, JM in the AM. Well, that's a good question about Friday, JM in the AM. There is a um, very, very important situation in the Jewish community that's going on, and uh, I'm not quite sure how the Friday JM name is going to be affected. Uh, however, to discuss this uh, issue with me, I've asked the general manager of the Nahum Siegel Network, ultimately, I guess, uh, one of the uh, final authorities um, with um, how our network continues to operate, Miriam L. Wallach, to join me on this Tanis Esther live via telephone. Miriam L. Wallach, a early happy Purim to you, and I have some amazing news for you. Are you ready for it? I am. Good morning, and a happy Purim to you. This past Sunday, this past Sunday, history was made when the Yeshiva University Maccabees won the Skyline Conference Men's Basketball Championship. What do you think of that news? I still can't believe it. It's like we're living in a we're, we're living in some kind of a miracle days. But the more coverage I see through social media and the local news, and Lord knows everything that you retweet and get to before <laughs> Elliot Simons does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are you are literally fan number one of the YU Max, and not in a Kathy Bates misery kind of way. I don't think that there is anyone on this planet outside maybe of Janet Hode who is taking, who is shepping the Nachas that you are shepping, and for good reason. I mean, my family was at the game. I was not. I was out of town. It is something my kids are still talking about, and and for good reason. It's, it's crazy, and it's unimaginable, but here we are, and congratulations to them. Well, I am a big fan of YU basketball. And I am even a fan of how they actually play basketball. As many people know, I am an even bigger fan about the way they carry themselves and represent the Jewish people. And boy, in one of those television reports, Gabe Leifer says that we know we are representing the Jewish people. And that was just a a perfect sum up on behalf of the players of what we've always felt, what we've always preached, what we've always uh, uh, felt uh, that the players got in terms of this whole thing. And anyway, anyway, the big news is they won. And now... I am proud to say that from so many different directions, from leaders up at Yeshiva University, from some of the most incredible super fans that are out there, they are all suggesting that I be there on Friday when Yeshiva University enters the round of 64 and plays in the first round of Division Three March Madness. And if, as you know, as you know, in order to pull that off, we might may have to make some adjustments around here because one thing I don't want to do, I don't want to get to that game late. I want to be there at 1 p.m. Eastern time sitting in the York, Pennsylvania arena watching Yeshiva take on York in round number one. So if all these adjustments can be made on Friday morning, then I think we might just – I'm being so I'm being so careful how I say this. <laughs> I think we might just have an opportunity to head out and be part of this incredible experience on Friday. I, I would go. I would go with my five seven seven eight YU basketball partner, Gavriel Siegel, and we would make the trek. 
I want to tell you two things. Number one, for the record, I've been telling you to do this for days. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> I am telling you to play hooky and go with Gavri and go watch, I'm going to say our boys. They're our boys. Go watch our boys play on behalf of our people. I've been telling you to do this for days. So uh, you not only are you greenlit, you have my blessing. <laughs> but number two, for some reason or another, it took a call from Vice President Josh <laughs> Joseph for us <laughs> for us to get to this point, I can't figure out. That... I've been working with you for six years. I can't figure out why it's Josh's phone call last night that brought us to this conversation. Well, not even Lior Hode. Well, that's not. Well, no, no, we got it. We got. We got to give proper credit to Lior because Lior called me uh, late yesterday and said it's all arranged. We're all set. All you got to do is show right. up. And I and I said to him, I'm taking this very seriously. Then when when Vice President Josh Joseph contacted me later that night, last night, and started telling me filling in some of the stories of the last three four years, he was he. You know, there's so many questions I have about the team that I've had to ask somebody. Didn't know who to ask, and then I found out last night that he's the perfect person to ask. And I'm asking him all right. these different things about the last three four years in this whole process. And he's telling me the most amazing stories about these kids and how they seriously they take representing YU. And the Jewish people even more than I ever suspected. And I'm saying to myself, oh, my gosh, I have an opportunity to spend Shabbos in this environment. I, I got to make this happen. I got to figure out how to make this happen. Nahum, I am taking this so seriously that I have pulled over onto the shoulder to the <laughs> LIE ramp to make sure to have this conversation. And I'm waving at the people who are staring at me, wondering if everything is fine. Everything's fine. I'm just on the phone convincing someone to play hooky. And Everybody one, keep moving. And one other thing I got to take care of, if I do go, if we make this trek, if Gavri is in the shotgun position, so to speak, as we head west to Pennsylvania, I've got to get some YU championship gear. Does anybody know if it's, aside from online, where it would take a few days, I guess, to get it, does anybody know if it's available now? Can we get caps and shirts and sweatshirts that say Skyline Conference champions, that say that say round of 64, Division Three basketball. Or any, do, can we do some research and find out if these are available yet? Where's Nahum, Yoni? I got, four word, I, got, I got four words for you, Nahum. I got a guy. That's <laughs> all you need to hear in the Jewish community. I got a guy. Where's Yoni Pollock? He lives near the YU campus. Maybe he can, before he heads down to work today in our NSN headquarters, maybe he can stop by and purchase some championship gear so we are dressed properly at 1 p.m. on Friday afternoon. Anyway. I think the biggest problem really will be the 3XL. <laughs> not the, you know, I'm just saying there might be gear available, there just might not be gear available for you. Well, we'll if, work on it. If he, if he, if he, if he gets Gavri this stuff, I'll just wear one of those great YU baseball caps and I'll be fine. Simple as that. Okay. That's all right. If that's if that's all it takes, well, and reworking our Friday schedule, and getting you a hotel room, and making sure that everything is set, consider it done. Well, there you go. I uh, that's usually my go-to, since I I'm wary at my size about the different sizes. I usually just go with the baseball cap, and we're all set. Anyway, folks, this is extremely extremely exciting, and um, and there are a lot of people, as you see from these news reports, and as you hear the players describe just how incredible it is to be on campus and how amazing it is to hear from Jews around the world. And for those of us who've actually watched this process for the last many decades and have enjoyed being part of this season in the stands, uh, and of course who were there Sunday for the big championship of the Skyline Conference, it is just the most remarkable 
an incredible feeling. And if you haven't seen the videos that Miriam was alluding to, go to my Facebook page, Nahum Siegel. Check out the Fox report, the New York One report, uh, the uh, the Channel Seven report, <laughs> the today's one of the today's newspapers. I, don't, I think it's the Daily News has a great article about the whole thing. Just amazing what's going on now with YU basketball. So I'll update and everyone. Of course, the piece, and of, of course, the piece by Tablet the other day by Yaya Rosenberg that made the whole West Wing reference that um, a lot of people who are West Wing fans have been have been enjoying because there is a scene in West Wing in, one of the char- in which one of the characters chooses in a pool, in a football pool, Yeshiva <laughs> University over the Dallas Cowboys. That is and correct. And that was, right, <laughs> and it's a hysterical moment, but all of the, in, in West Wing history, especially, as I found out lately on social media, people who didn't realize that Yeshiva University from that episode was a real institution. They thought it was just something made up by Aaron Sorkin. So now, not only is it made not made up, but choosing YU in a pool is not so crazy. I mean, uh, the whole thing is unbelievable. The whole thing is just unbelievable. I, 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 there's so many messages. I, I would love to speak to this team for hours because there's so many messages I can give them. But I, I will say that there are people in the United States, there are Jews in the world who did not realize that there are Jewish ball players and that did not realize that there's an institution like YU where someone can enhance their Jewish heritage and their Jewish background, like some of the players have done, frankly. And uh, and it just and and so many people are discovering it now. It's such an incredible feeling. So, what can Thank I tell God. you? Oh, let me tell you. Let me see here. Let me see if I could do this. I know that compared to you, I'm a rookie at this. But let me see if I could do this. Yeah. What do you want for the pool this Saturday? Another hundred bucks. You can't win if you don't play. I see it different. What do you like, Rocky Mountain College or Purdue? I'll tell you what. Can you give me Yeshiva University over the Dallas Cowboys? Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeshiva That's University amazing. You over. You played West Wing. <laughs> You just played Damon, West Wing on JMA. I mean, this might be the shining moment of my career. It's called Vinahapohu, Erev Purim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeshiva I, I also, I also always thought the quote was Yeshiva over the Dallas Cowboys. It's Yeshiva University, he says. Yeshiva University, over, which is even better. It's 10 times better. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, yep. there you have it. We're 48 hours away from hopefully the road trip that I've been looking forward to almost my entire life. Uh, yeshiva at York this Friday. <laughs> Everyone, tomorrow it's mayor, but Friday morning early, I'll update you and let you know, obviously, uh, what the plan is, and it would be amazing if we're there, and uh, and hopefully everything will work out. Miriam Alwalik at the helm to make sure it all does, in fact, work out. Wishing you the happiest of Purims, and remind everybody that the best way to spend Purim Day is with NSN on in the background all through the day tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank you, Nachum. Happy Purim. Miriam Alwalik. She's another one of those people that feels it's... Uh, it's going to be amazing if we head out there and experience this incredible day. Yeshiva University in the Division Three opening round of the NCAA championships. Amazing. Tanis Esther morning. It's a Wednesday. It's JM in the AM.
Esther goes to see King Ahasuerus without an appointment. Esther invites King Ahasuerus to a party with Haman attending. Meanwhile, Haman makes a 50-foot tree intended for Mordechai. At that first party, Esther invites Ahasuerus and Haman to a second party. This time, Esther tells Ahasuerus of a plot to kill her people. Ahasuerus asks, who is this wicked person who wants to kill the Jews? Esther answers, it is Haman, and he is standing right there. Later, Haman is hung on the same tree meant for Mordechai. At 1987, Schlockrock sings all about Purim in the song called... Oh, yeah. Wednesday morning, Tannis Esther. Hope you're having a fast, fast, everybody. Bite Size with Yoni Pollock follows next <coughs> here at um, the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, we're back tomorrow with Mayor Weingarten. I thank him. Mayor Weingarten will take you through a Purim morning. Friday morning is going to be exciting. Uh, it'll be a Shushan Purim edition of JM in the AM, and at some point Friday morning, we have to make a decision if we're heading out to the uh, the big game in York, Pennsylvania. Yeshiva at York in round number one of the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, yeah. So we'll update you early Friday morning on the on that possibility. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. And make sure you have the NSN app and the NahumSiegel Network tomorrow, all through today. Once Mayor Weingarten concludes JM and the AM, we will be... uh, we will be, um, what will we be doing? Uh, we'll be playing amazing Purim music all through the day. The perfect way to get through a Purim celebration day. Make sure to join us. Shushan Purim morning, Friday here at JM in the AM. Our weekly update and more, plus an update regarding Yeshiva University at York, Friday, 1 p.m. 
all of our listeners in Pennsylvania and in Baltimore, make sure you're there at the game on Friday. Come on out and support Yeshiva. And anybody who has access to championship gear, let me know. We need that immediately. Have a fabulous uh, Wednesday. Great Purim, everybody, and an easy fast. Till tomorrow, until next time, Nachum Single reminding you remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs> <laughs>